You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to plan the travel experiences you'll have once you arrive. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, activities, excursions, and more in one place to make your trip truly unforgettable. Viator has over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from. Everything from simple tours to extreme adventures and all the niche, interesting stuff in between. So you can plan something that everyone you're traveling with will enjoy. Real traveler reviews give the inside scoop from people who've already been on the experiences you're considering. So you can plan with confidence. Free cancellation helps you plan for the unexpected. And 24-7 customer support means you can travel worry-free. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. Save big money on everything for your next project at Menards. Spring is here making it the perfect time for outdoor projects. Suncast storage sheds are an excellent solution for protecting outdoor lawn and gardening tools. They're easy to assemble and the all-weather construction provides water resistance and UV protection. Save big on Suncast storage sheds. View our selection of Suncast products today in store and on Menards.com. Save big money at should know about this thing by now <laughs> okay the thing was sauce but if you said i went um, like this as in hot yeah see, i, yeah, I whatever. was whatever. thinking i'm in vacation mode okay okay well okay <laughs> should <laughs> we just jump into it or oh, are you about to say welcome back yeah okay just go ahead just say it just Should say it? it yeah go go all go. right you're good welcome back everybody to another episode of the cousin connection podcast so oh, that was a really prominent p was it yeah no it works oh shoot actually you need to fix something real quick you know what let's talk about how i almost lost my thumb <laughs> i saw that and i i then looked at your hands i'm like ah, oh, he's all right <laughs> huh? okay now am i right? but you saw it earlier like a couple of days ago right you had a band-aid so, on just to give you some context here okay mm-hmm. on monday last week we're recording this on monday so it's literally been a week mm-hmm. you know i was we were you know in the office we were like okay trying to build some th- stuff to make our office a, b- a little bit more efficient Mm-hmm. usually I've, I've stopped a lot of the hands-on work but i was like you know what i'll bring back those skills and use them <laughs> just for this little project we have right right so i we start building this shelf and at this point my boss it was the end of the day so i was like you know what let me finish this up i'll do this myself don't worry i got this right so i start building the shelf yeah. i have like the screw it's all like metal and self-tap screws and all this stuff that i'm putting in and i don't know why i know i'm not supposed to do this the classic thing we're about to put a screw in. You're holding it with your finger, and then like you're you're trying to use a drill to get it in there, like at least to get it to to hold on. So then you can just screw it in without your hand being there. And guess what? I did that successfully, right? The screw was in. It, all I had to do was drill it. Mm-hmm. I was like, I put my hand like right next to the area where it didn't need to be, and the moment I like cranked the drill a little bit too fast, it popped off the screw, and as it's still turning went directly into like you know the cuticles <laughs> let me see your thumb huh you can still see somewhat of the hole but you know the cuticle like the space between the cuticle and the and the nail is that what you call it the cuticle this is the cuticle like the little skin right here exactly which is like the most sensitive area for you know how it feels when you like try and pull a little bit of skin in that area try to imagine a drill hitting that area directly and then like twisting a couple times and like immediately, without even like taking off the drill yet, it looked like the blood was already coming out. And I thought, you know, okay, you know, I'll go and like put a tissue on it and it'll stop after like a minute, right? Nonstop blood for like a good, to the point where I put on this, the, the Band-Aid. Yeah. Like I covered it. I, I like put the antiseptic, all that stuff. I put the Band-Aid on it and it started like soaking up the Band-Aid. And then I had to put another one on like five minutes later and it soaked up all the blood in that. And then I think the third one, I, I literally like had to go home. It was the end of the day, right? I already finished the shelf at that point. It was literally the last screw I had to do. And I just, I, you, know, like, you know what? I was like, F it. I just put the last bandaid on. And I was like, this will last me until I get home. As I'm driving home, it starts like leaking through the bandaid and like drops of blood. I have to take like tissues like, last second tissues and like put them under me so as the blood is dripping i can hold on 
I hold on steering with one hand and I have tissues like covering my finger on the other one. And I thought that was the, it. I was, that was like the last of it. I thought after that, it, the blood will essentially, I'm not essentially, eventually it'll stop, which it did for the most part. Um, and then after that, I'll be good. And on Tuesday, I was fine. Like it, it was covered. It hurt a lot. Like it felt, it felt, I felt just as much pain on the second day as I did on the first day. And I had this like throbbing sensation that kept going through it. You probably hit like a nerve. That's what people were saying. Like it was it was throbbing to the point where like when I put pressure on it from I had to take off the the um band-aid and like just let it breathe for a bit. That like could kind of relieve the throbbing. But I had to put it back on there because it it, it was still somewhat bleeding a little bit. But on that Wednesday, mm-hmm. I don't know what happened. The the pain got so extreme. I put like a wrap around it to um I don't know I, I just I put a wrap around it I put a band-aid and then a wrap around it and it throughout the day it started getting worse and worse and I was like too scared to look at what was under there but so I immediately went to the pharmacy and I got uh like the proper antibiotics mm-hmm. and I got an Advil to like hopefully relieve some of the blood but of course to put on the antiseptic I had to take the antibiotics I had to take off the bandage right was it a topical I, yeah oh i took it off my thumb was literally double the size yeah i like touched it it was it was completely like what do you call it? like a purple not purple but it, it got like a darker color i thought my whole oh, thumb at that shoot. point was just full of blood which probably it was <sighs> and then i took off the band-aid because you know i had the wrap and then the band-aid i took off the band-aid like this pus started coming out of it <laughs> wait this is not really good podcast material i just wanted to give you all the details here okay maybe i'll cut that, that part is so out so gruesome yeah can i ask you a question what have you not heard of wsib because you got injured at work no no that's the thing like i thought i was fine i was like you know it's just, i normally get cuts i cut myself all the time i thought it was fine <laughs> sorry <laughs> all those all those health and safety training videos where the people get their legs amputated from the forklifts and stuff didn't teach you a lesson i know i know and it, I, even the i went to the hr i was mm-hmm. like yeah i cut myself she's like okay let's make a report i was like ah forget it <laughs> so you didn't do a report no i didn't do a report. i know i know okay what if that comes back to haunt you and then they're gonna be like well you never reported it so it could have but it, i i did speak to her so i feel like if anything did happen worse than that they, they would like be okay you already spoke to me about it mm-hmm. so we can make a report on that when i first saw it or whatever but thankfully alhamdulillah like it's been a week now let me see it up close it's still i still have a little bit of pain from it, let me see it. but the throb the the size has gotten significantly smaller it's good now it's still kind of bloody though and it looks swollen right here uh-huh uh no that's fine like next to my thumb now it no. looks the same size <laughs> no, for the most part go like this like this way what how what do you mean this way like show it like that oh no they can't me. see it on the podcast <laughs> no it thing. is it is swollen a I little bit tell. a little bit but it's not as bad as it was on those days like i feel like what it was is the bruising because i remember mm-hmm. uh our cousins were talking about like they got into an accident and um they didn't feel it until two days later like the bruising didn't get as bad or didn't feel as bad until two days later mm-hmm. so i think that's what it was it was basically just the bruising that was try and the the swollenness was maybe my body like trying to protect itself, in a way, because it does that right. Like it not makes just it, trying to justify it. Like just say I got injured on the job. Yeah, but it was fine. It was fine. So you're just, you're gonna leave it out and about like that? You're not gonna cover it back up. Uh, at this point, it's kind of like done. Like I'll, I'll still put on a band aid on it whenever I'm going to sleep or like, um uh, yeah, whenever I'm going to sleep because when you're sleeping you move around a lot unintentionally well, you don't know what you're doing yeah so i don't want to get it on over all over my bed whatever but uh yeah throughout the day i just let it breathe and now it's fine Ugh, your story just made me so like um yeah if my cousin actually i don't know at how one to point, say that in english what am i what is it <laughs> no and they say like if yeah like, like it gives mean? you the the, the heebie-jeebies like. <laughs> yeah yeah that's literally what I'm, <laughs> yeah. I'm such a fog. literally the, that's the exact translation of that <laughs> yeah like that's actually how i feel right now um actually one of them tried to scare me say i would lose my my toenail not my toenail Your sorry thumbnail? my thumbnail why but, did it turn black uh no it is sort of dark but i think he was just trying to scare me like i thought 
for a second that I was it was gonna happen when it got really bad. But um no, at this point it was fine. Honestly, for the whole week it just looked like I was giving everyone a thumbs up. Cause I couldn't put my thumb down because I kept touching it on stuff. Mm. So I literally to remind myself like not to touch it, I would have a thumbs up. I'm dead. So everyone I would walk by, I'd like be walking up to them with a thumbs up. <laughs> hey guys. <laughs> and another dumb thing is that like I try, you know how I say last week. I said last week, like I, I have, to, I feel like I have to say hi to everyone. Mm-hmm. I completely every time I forget and I go in for the debt, and I just I my hand hits their hand, and immediately after that I'm like, oh my god, don't don't don't. <laughs> but you know you live and you learn. You live and you learn. You That's what it is. Dab okay. With the right hand. That doesn't feel. This is my right hand. Oh, my yeah, left right, hand. You're right. You're right. Exactly. Sorry, so it feels I'm weird doing with the left hand, right? Yeah, you're right. You're yeah, right. It does. It does. So, you know, I almost lost my thumb, but alhamdulillah, everything worked out, guys. We're you good. Survived. Don't worry about it. If you're enjoying our podcast content, don't forget to hit the subscribe button. We are so close. If not already, we're so mm-hmm. close to 5,000 subscribers, which is insane that we grew almost 2,000 subscribers in such a short amount of time, like you know, a month. You know, it helps having Aisha on you and everything. <laughs> it does. Shout out to her and Yasin, because honestly, like that episode is our most viewed video. Mm-hmm. Like y'all loved or hated it depends on who's watching yeah (laughs) but but um you know we appreciate her support Mm -hmm. Uh, but we also know that some of y'all are here who uh like just like podcasts and Mm -hmm. that's cool too oh yeah we kind of hinted at this last week but the reason we were like can i just say before we actually tell them what it is what i've actually had some people ask me if either of us are getting married because they're like we have some exciting news oh like, okay yeah damn sorry to disappoint but no we're not <laughs> Nah, we we just going on vacation <laughs> <laughs> yeah we're just traveling yeah <laughs> That's so all. uh we're gonna be in uh europe for a couple weeks you know just mm-hmm. cruising around you know seeing sites and places and that we'd like to see. yeah and people yeah. we have family out there so we thought it would be a nice opportunity to see them for the first time in a long time yeah but also you know go around uh so if you guys are in any like <gasps> that'd what? be cool what were you about to suggest that we meet up with them no oh, no okay. no no I'm oh. too, i have too little i have too much uh what do you call it social anxiety for that uh, we'd be fine actually someone did ask me if we would if we were open to doing like a meet and greet i'm like People want to meet us. Mm-hmm. There's nah. no way. Like the, the maybe like our friends. There's no way you want us to meet us. Okay. <laughs> I know. Like we're not yeah. that cool. Let's, this let's this is completely honest. fake. We're like not these same people. <laughs> <laughs> um, but hey, I mean, I, I don't know if we want to end. Like, we're gonna start off in Sweden. Oh yeah, we're gonna be like in. We're gonna be in Sweden because the reason I didn't want to say exactly because we don't know. Actually, no. Now we do now know we do. We exactly. Have an itinerary. I don't know because I'm very bad at planning things, so I let them do it. <laughs> uh, and when I say them, I mean also Aisha's might gonna be. We, she might be like with us for half of that trip. Like meet up with her. Exactly. On the other side of the world. Yeah, cool. but the the definite places are Sweden and uh switzerland yes. uh, i mean specifically i think it's stockholm and geneva, geneva. Right? yeah yeah and maybe around the area but we're gonna be in those areas for the next couple weeks and then also we're like spain i think and, and italy is is that in granada no 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 Where's granada? closer to spain we're not i don't think is we're gonna granada do a country i'm here I, I told you my geography is bad it is yeah i always thought it was like a city or something it sounds no. familiar here i'll show you where's granada it's close to Spain. Shout out to all the Gren- Grenadians. <laughs> Is that what you call them? It's a, it's in the Caribbean area. Caribbean uh, area? What do you mm-hmm. mean Caribbean area? Like Mediterranean. Ca- no, what are you talking about? Caribbean like Jamaica? No. <laughs> what hold on sada caribbean is it like literally okay. caribbean is like jamaica area mediterranean is like greek do you know where like saint vincent is and venezuela and trinidad and tobago yeah and barbados grenada's not there yes Wait, it is. you guys want to go to grenada yeah well, i'm com- i'm confused actually hold I'm up <laughs> <laughs> that's pretty far exactly maybe that's not where we're going <laughs> Hold up, hold up, hold up. No, I swear she said that, though. I don't think it's Grenada. Did she mean somewhere else? See, this is why, guys. This is why I didn't want to say exactly, because we're still figuring it out. Okay, we're, we're going to we're so Seville. last minute with this. Seville in Spain. Yeah. But where's the other place? We'll figure it out, okay? We'll figure we're it gonna out. We're going to be in, in the Europe area. We're going to be in, you know, Sweden, Switzerland, Spain, and exactly. maybe somewhere else. We, don't, we haven't figured that last part exactly. out yet. Exactly. So... Will this go up by yeah? By the time mm, we're there, this will Thursday. go up. So if you're 
living in those areas, just let us know where to go. What are the good spots to go yeah. to? Especially if you're Muslim, most likely you will be. Let us know where the, all the good halal spots are, if there are any. Yeah. I don't even know. Spain might have some. What? Seville, where, where we're going. Have oh, I seen yeah. that right? Seville, Seville, I don't know. Eh, Whatever. They'll correct us. It's all good. Yeah, they will yeah. correct us. <laughs> um, if yeah. there are any good spots there, let us know. Are you excited? Yeah. Really? I've been to Sweden before. Yeah. Um, But that was so long ago. It was like nine years ago. So I'm sure things are different different now um i also have been to switzerland before also mm-hmm. nine years ago and i really liked it and you have been too right oh yeah i've been there once or twice i can't remember now switzerland specifically i've never been to sweden yeah you'll like sweden oh okay it's but, very nice you know does this ever happen to you like i don't know what it is about like finally booking a trip uh-huh. but for me the time between that trip whether it's a month whether it's two months mm-hmm. the time between that trip you're, I'm not going the way you think I would. The time between that trip is so short. It feels like it's super short. Like, it feels like I put in my vacation request, like, mm. last week. Yeah. And I put it in, like, a month ago. And, and the trip's already here. Yeah, you know time what, though? Time flies. We've actually had, like, a very busy uh, Maybe month that's what it is. Because we had a lot of time. Like, we booked it a month in advance, mm-hmm. right? I think it was a I month ago. I think so, yeah. Um, and I didn't even remember that I was leaving this, like, we're leaving this exactly week. yeah <laughs> so crazy. we're leaving in five or six days <laughs> and nothing's nothing's set up i yet. haven't packed shit. i haven't packed anything yet either <laughs> and love traveling it's like almost this. like it just like i guess it's a good thing that it sneaks up on you because mm. you're like oh yeah i'm gonna be off for a couple weeks here yeah we're off for two weeks yeah that's crazy and but it's just and and sometimes i don't know if this is just me my old age i'm like this, this is kind of inconvenient man mm. i wanted to get so much work done on this like these other things <laughs> and i got this whole vacation coming in here that's nah, the most privileged thing like i could ever say I, I don't like that. <laughs> to me i just i just blame the vacation like mm-hmm. oh sorry i'm traveling can't can't oh make it. because can't commit. but do they ever try to make you feel guilty for like leaving at a certain time my workplace yeah no they celebrate really? it yeah no they're they're really oh, good okay. about that like, i guess oh it depends God. on the environment if it's a smaller or, or like larger environment yeah or and maybe it de- depends on the person i always feel guilty when i leave for a long time I'm like oh, i don't y'all gonna um, really have to just suffer out here without me man <laughs> no i'm just like i'm gonna head out good luck though <laughs> yeah so i think it is because it's a bigger company versus small company right where like if I left, it would be literally 50% of the workload. <laughs> well, okay. So on my, like, I have um, a team of nine people yeah. that, that uh, report, like, they're my, like, they report to me. Yeah. I don't know why I struggled to say that. Um, so with, for them, like, I've been telling them the last, like, week or two that we've been having meetings, like, hey, guys, so every time I have my one-on-ones, I'm like, I'm not going to be here for two weeks. So if mm-hmm. you need anything, yeah, <laughs> go to the other people, like, go to the others. Yeah. You guys have to have one-on-ones like regularly? Well, um, a lot of my team is new. Mm-hmm. So I just want them to feel supported. Oh, okay, okay. So okay. I meet with them regularly. Yeah. Um, and I wanted to meet with them like th- last week and this week mm-hmm. so that they know like, you know, yeah. get your help now or <laughs> <laughs> speak now or forever hold your peace for the next two weeks. So, mm-hmm. yeah. So I don't know. I was going to talk about like the benefits of traveling. I always tell people whenever I think I've mentioned this before, like you should definitely, if you have the opportunity, go traveling. But I feel like now it's harder to say that because seeing like these prices of how much it costs to go to certain places like before it used to be pretty like reasonable, mm-hmm. but now it's almost getting like unreasonable. When I was looking at like not only our tickets, but when I was talking about like our parents or yeah, my dad like to take t- him to go to Bruh. Australia. I That's why I'm not going. Because like, those prices hurt my heart a little bit. I, we're looking at like 3K prices here. It hurt my feelings. I'm like, 3000 for two, two weeks? Exactly. Now? It's crazy. It's so ridiculous. So I, I even though I keep telling you, it's, it's starting to become something that's super like unattainable. I don't know. I feel like deep down, I'm just hoping that like maybe it's just inflation and then now the recession's coming. So like maybe after the recession, like the prices will balance out mm-hmm. because when I went to Australia yeah. and that was six five years six years ago mm-hmm. however many years ago um my ticket was eleven hundred dollars oh my god isn't that I crazy wish. yeah but i also took a four-week trip but oh, okay but no also i think that it's rare that prices ever go back down at least in my eyes do, do you ever see a situation where that happens i feel like mm. the gap just becomes larger and larger between the people the haves and the have-nots i guess they they call it no or the people who can um, afford those things? 
I think some places have like high season, like mm-hmm. like if you were to go to Ethiopia from here. Yeah. Off season would be you know between like January, not maybe not January, like February to May, for example, mm-hmm. and then uh, September to November. The high seasons mm. are June, July, August. Oh, so it could be just a and season. Then December, January are also high season. Yeah. And those tickets are like 2K sometimes, more than that. Yeah. But we went in February last year and we paid what, 14? Yeah. Okay, yeah. So I guess it really just so. depends on the time of year as well. Yeah. But I mean, I'm not going to lie. Mm-hmm. The t- <laughs> the tickets that we got for Sweden, those yeah. I feel like those are kind of expensive. Oh, yeah. They were definitely expensive. Those are expensive. Like, like I was like, it's my fault, guys. Yeah. I, <laughs> I was in charge of looking up tickets. <laughs> I kind of messed up, so I apologize to my mother, my aunt, and my cousin. Yeah, but it's rare. It's rare that we ever do. Actually, yeah, it's rare that we ever do like long trips like that. Now it's just become mm. more often. It's like an annual thing, clearly. Yeah, now it's becoming an annual thing. Now thinking, Sad, are you really sc- no, <laughs> Well, like you know, last year we all that was our first time traveling like mm-hmm. internationally. Didn't we not travel before then? Bef- not in a long time. Like if you yeah. count, if you count like L.A. I don't yeah. even know if I would count America as international anymore. Yeah, not really. Yeah. But like that was our first time that we all traveled together. Mm-hmm. And now we just ha- happened to be like, it was supposed to be a trip for our moms. And then they yeah. were like, y'all got to come with us. So we said, fine. Mm-hmm. Then we started planning this trip. And then Aisha and Yasin were like, oh, we're also going to be in Europe. I'm like, even better. <laughs> <laughs> See y'all there. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so, yeah, I mean. I don't know. You don't think tickets are going to go down? Like, just in general, like the prices? Uh, no, because as long as these... The thing is, is that you have to remember these companies are all public mm-hmm. and they have to report to their investors. And investors... You mean airlines? Yeah. Any oh. any company that's public, including the airlines. And mm. because of that, investors always... It's, it's unattainable. It's like, un, what do you call it? Unsustainable. Mm. But they always expect a... Um, increase in revenue so they're always expecting every year year on year every quarter for them to make more and more money which seems like how is that even possible right and but you're seeing it now like they took advantage of saying like oh because of covid um the prices of like fuel and other things and we lost so many workers, so we're like low on workers as well all these different factors have Mm -hmm. led to them increasing the prices Mm -hmm. but then when people actually look into it it's the the amount that it's increased mm-hmm. is not relative to like what it should have been or like relative to what the cost of the things that are causing them to increase their prices actually are. Does that make sense? Yeah, it's just a long-winded way. Sorry, yeah, I know. I get what you mean though. The the increase so, in fuel doesn't actually justify the increase in the ticket cost. Exactly, exactly. Um and actually now these uh airlines i don't know if you saw it on tiktok they're doing some weird like scummy things like Hmm. uh have you seen the front is it frontier airlines what they do allegedly i'm gonna say allegedly you know save us here uh so what they're doing now is that they're like over booking flights and then they're not allowing certain they're not allowing people to get onto the plane for like really like fake reasons essentially so one of the things that's happening now is that you know how you have like the carry-on bags. Mm-hmm. So Frontier Airlines is supposed to be one of those like really low, the, the cheap, ones? the budget flights, right? So you know how you have like they have the place where you can test it to see if it fits. Mm-hmm. So there are videos coming out where people are putting their stuff in there. It clearly fits. Mm-hmm. Like sometimes even there's more room. You could put maybe another bag in there or mm-hmm. something smaller inside there. Mm-hmm. And they're saying, "Oh no, it doesn't fit. You're gonna have to pay us a hundred dollars <gasps> to uh, get it onto the flight." And then if they make any fuss about it, if they they talk back at all, they say, okay, we're not letting you on the flight anymore. Yeah. I'm sorry, but like this is the reason why I would rather like pay more Mm -hmm. for a regular airline than to suffer through a budget airline. And I know sometimes like you kind of have no choice but to or like I. I feel like travel should be more attainable for everybody, you know? Yeah, we've talked about that. In, yeah. But it's just, it, it, as long as as long as they're public companies, it's never going to happen, right? It's so unfortunate. And, and that goes for anything. As long as something yeah. is public yeah. and traded on the market, mm-hmm. they always have to, um, not rely, but they, they kind of have to, um, they're victim to their, their investors. Yeah. I don't even know if victim is the right word, but 
they're always going to have to push to make more money. And the person who's always going to suffer from that is the consumer. the consumer or their customers, right? So, unfortunately, that's... And they know that these people need it, right? Yeah. So, if they know you need something, they're going to take advantage of you as much as possible. And these budget airlines come into play like, oh, we'll get mm-hmm. you guys affordable tickets. But then they jack up the prices of like a check on checked mm-hmm. bag or whatever and it is. Mm-hmm. on top of those those check back prices the people at the front desk they get a kickback from that so they get i think like a ten dollar commission no uh, for them way. specifically they get like a ten dollar commission on every person that they charge for the extra <sighs> bag so they have an incentive to do this as well that's pretty messed up yeah I, I i'm gonna pull up that video later and show you hopefully i can still find it if but it's I... so ridiculous if I was ever someone who worked for an airline, especially like the people that mm-hmm. take your passport and, and take your checked bags. Yeah. I feel like I would do it for the people and be like, your bag's 55 pounds. All good. I got you. Yeah. <laughs> and slide it in there. But also, do you think that to go on the other end mm-hmm. of this, do you think like that's a similar situation to what we see happening with like cops where you're kind of just the only reason you're seeing these videos because like it's almost like the cream rises to the top situation where uh people think that all cops are bad because all the videos of cops doing bad things are the ones that you see but you rarely Mm. see the ones of them doing good things and this is the same thing for like um uh airport workers it could be maybe just very anecdotal and we just because of the internet it makes it seem like it's a bigger issue than it really is but i i wouldn't i wouldn't sit here and say that all airport workers are bad Mm because i've like I've had bad experiences, but I've also had really yeah. good experiences too. Mm-hmm. Where my bag was fifty-seven pounds, and they're like, "It's all good. We got you." No, exactly. Like, guys. Yeah. Do you think that happens more often than what we're seeing, like think, specifically with this I, airline video? I think, like, especially right after COVID ended and people mm-hmm. were able to fly again, like there were a lot of cancellations mm-hmm. and all that kind of stuff. And when it comes to the people that work, the ticket aid, what are they called? The ones that like check your passport and stuff. Uh, I think they're called ticket agents. Are they not? Yeah. Maybe they're like, not. I, I, I used to know the nerd word for it. But Hopefully you guys know what we're talking yeah. about. The, but those people that you yeah. check your bags in with, mm-hmm. um, a lot of times they don't, they don't have control over flights being canceled. Mm-hmm. They don't really have too, too much information either. Mm-hmm. They kind of just are there to control the crowds. And I feel like um, when flights are canceled, when when anyone's traveling, for the most part, mm-hmm. people are stressed. They're yeah. not really relaxed. I've never really, like, I, I feel like it's very important to me to be relaxed while traveling because mm-hmm. when you're so stressed out and you're so, like, high on anxiety and, like, oh, my God, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to miss my flight or whatever the case is that you're stressed mm-hmm. about, like, it's just not enjoyable, you know? Yeah. So I feel like because people are in such high-stress situations, like, they get the brunt of it a lot of the times like people they get yelled at by Mm -hmm. customers or whatever passengers um people abuse them verbally hopefully not physically i haven't seen that but you never know yeah probably are cases like that yeah you know i wouldn't be surprised but i just feel like for that type of like job Mm -hmm. they should probably get some sort of like stress management course or something because eventually they probably get numb to it right that's probably why it even going back to that video like the workers were super just like emotionless emotionless and eventually i think in the video they just ran to the back and like hid behind the you know the little sign the wall with the tv on it they just hid behind there away from the people oh my god yeah but it makes sense because like you probably have seen it so much and eventually you just like maybe maybe at one point they were the type to help someone out Mm. but because the people the higher ups essentially yeah. started making more and more cuts yep. and it started to affect like how maybe how much you're getting paid, how much time you're getting to work and just other aspects of your job mm-hmm. that you kind of just like lost any uh, motivation to be that like cheery person you used to be at work. And now you're just kind of doing it for the money and that's it. And you have like no emotion behind it. I don't know because I feel like if you're working in a service industry or customer service, mm-hmm. like unless you have a passion for customer service like you should not be in that field Mm -hmm. i know a job is a job at the end of the day but if your job is literally to service customers you better be good at that and you better find your joy in that because the worst thing as a customer like if you're thinking about it from a customer perspective i know that they say oh the customer is always right but Mm -hmm. if a customer is greeted by a pleasant person 
unless you're a psychopath, like the customer isn't just going to return or um, like hit you back with violence or whatever, mm-hmm. like retaliation. They're going to be kind right back. Right. Like, yeah. I think it's a two way street. But if you have someone who does not care for their job, like haven't you ever come across someone where whether it's at the airport or mm-hmm. a restaurant or whatever, and someone's just like, hi, yeah, whatever. What do you want? Mm-hmm. And you're just like, all right, you're going to be like that. Fine. I'll be I'll be your brat, too. Yeah. You know, but I don't know. I've worked in retail before and I feel like when you come across or if you're really nice to someone like you never know, you can make someone's day and they've been having like a shitty time or. I mean, now that I'm not working here anywhere, I guess I could talk about it. I won't say the store. <laughs> but once upon a time, I used to work somewhere where we could offer discounts sometimes mm-hmm. on manager approval. But I wasn't I wasn't a manager. So yeah. if someone was really nice, I'd be like, you want 20% off? Mm-hmm. <laughs> I, I would. That's how I like. I would give them 20% off sometimes. Yeah. So not all the time. Like I wasn't stealing from the company, but it's like, all right. Like, yeah. So often you got to hook up. So you know? yeah, like maybe in that situation with the video, if that guy just didn't take the video mm. and converse with them in a more positive way, he might have gotten what he wanted out of it. Because, and the, sorry, the reason I'm saying that is because um, they were going to, eventually at the end of the video, they were going to let uh, all the customers get on except for the guy who was taking the video. <gasps> That's like with their bags? Huh? Yeah, I believe so. That's the thing. I don't know if you've, I'm sure you've seen these videos mm-hmm. on TikTok where the like flight attendants will say like how to get good treatment from a mm-hmm. flight attendant on your flight is yeah bring them a gift card or chocolate or yeah, you've never seen those? No. Oh no, they say like, which I, I don't stuff? know, I don't know how I feel about it. Yeah. But they say like, you know, you could always gift them like a, a gift card, a Starbucks mm-hmm. gift card for the crew. Yeah. Or like bring candy or whatever kind of gifts like you give it to them as you're boarding Mm -hmm. and then they're really appreciative and then they kind of remember you and they're like where is that person Mm -hmm. and i'm just like "Mm, yeah but then you have all these people who let's say somebody buys a 50 dollars starbucks gift card and they're like i'm gonna give this to the crew yeah in hopes that like maybe they'll bump me up to business class or something Mm -hmm. and then if they don't then what yeah exactly you, you know? don't get any special treatment after giving them something yeah because they, they're gonna want something exactly out of it, right? exactly mm-hmm. so it's kind of just i don't know i i just feel like it's kind of weird to ask people to like mm-hmm. give you gifts yeah just to get like proper treatment when like Do you, you should be treating them right it's your job maybe i don't think i've ever thought about this but can you like t- would you tip a flight attendant afterwards and then again, w- when you tip them, how would you, what would you tip them in? You don't know which country they're coming from. <laughs> so it's sort of like, think of it like, uh, like kitchen staff. Mm-hmm. Usually when you tip, they have to distribute it amongst the team, right? Yeah. Like it's not like, uh, I think sometimes it's for them, but like usually. For flight attendants too? Yeah. So what, like. They gave them something to the pilot? <laughs> so like, like, let's say like if I'm giving a $50 Starbucks gift card yeah. to the flight attendant. Yeah. That I see when I'm walking in. Yeah. She's going to have to, or he or she will have to like. Oh yeah. You know, distribute it amongst the team. Yeah. But like I, it, I get it. Like if someone's like, maybe they're sliding you extra mm-hmm. uh, snacks or desserts or whatever, drinks, whatever, whatever it is you want. Yeah. And they give you an extra blanket and an extra pillow and they're just being really nice this is to before you. Before you've given them anything. Yeah, yeah, but like on your flight. And then on your way out, you're like, you know, that person was really nice. Okay, thank you so much for your service. Like I would, I'd be mm-hmm. like, this is for you. Yeah. Keep it for you. But I feel like they'd get in trouble. I don't know. Um, No, I actually, yeah, because it's still a service job at the end of the day. It is a service job. So I don't know how you, like tipping is so normal in other service industries. It's not normal outside of North America though. I guess so. Yeah. So if it was maybe an in, not international, inter uh, domestic, con- domestic, yeah, domestic flight. You mean like within Canada? Within Canada and America. Yeah. Then maybe that's a thing. But I've never actually thought I've about never, it myself. Yeah, I've never heard of people tipping them yeah. after the flight. But I know like some people will gift mm-hmm. them before. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm sure flight attendants make a, a good. It's not like it's not like they're working at a bar or a restaurant where. They're literally getting their 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 hourly wages cut, so they can they can only rely on tips. Well, they actually don't get paid until the flight, like the plane door closes, closes and yeah. the flight's about to start. Mm-hmm. But like all that time before the boarding, all of that, they don't get paid for that. Um, but I'm sure that it evens out. No, 
I don't know. I don't know how yeah, much they make. I don't know how much they make either, but it must be like pretty lucrative because like I've seen the, not seen, I've heard about the um, recruiting process for like certain airlines, especially the bigger ones like Emirates mm-hmm. and yeah. the ones in the UAE are like crazy. I think for those though, like it's also another opportunity of like, you know, they provide your housing, transportation, mm-hmm. furniture, yeah, clothes, whatever. So it depends on the the flight. What do you call it again? The uh, airline, airline, right? Yeah. Like if you're working for United or not United, but one of those smaller ones, like Soup, <laughs> you're probably not getting Soup. all those perks, right? Probably not. Yeah. I okay. Mean, the the perk is you get to travel. Oh yeah. And you probably. But get if you're working hotel. for Soup, you're probably pretty limited on where you can travel, <laughs> like within Canada or something. <laughs> They get you a hotel in like Regina. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> uh, Sorry to anyone who lives there. I don't know what nah, it's like. Shout out to all the flight attendants. Okay. <laughs> yeah, for real. It's not an easy job. Mm-hmm. Speaking of traveling. So mm-hmm. we're going to be recording from wherever we're going to be. Oh, yeah. That's I need to figure out cool. how I'm going to do that. Yeah. Gonna, and I was going to say, everything. like, do you guys want us to vlog? I feel like we will. Yeah, we're probably going to film some of this. Okay, we 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 already put out one vlog. I feel like yeah. now we kind of gotten the ball rolling. We have to like I think we should film just on do the one. same camera though. Huh? I I think we should film on the same camera though. Oh, the 90s style or like early 2000s style camera? Or should we just film on this? We we can just film on both. You see me just walking around with one camera I'll camcorder one and, and the other one. <laughs> yeah, like I I don't know. We we're going to discuss our plans for what our vlog is going to mm-hmm. look like if it's going to be a two-parter, just one really yeah. long one we don't know yet we'll figure it out mm-hmm. um and then i actually wanted to ask you um in terms of traveling because i know you probably this thought has probably never crossed your mm-hmm. mind but it crosses my mind what do you ever think like when you're about to pick a destination for where you want to go next like is this place safe for muslims oh actually yeah really? that's why i remember before i was like oh yeah forget france like france is done now mm. because i thought that it was like now it was just unsafe for muslims yeah but it's not necessarily unsafe for muslims because there is still a very large muslim, muslim population. population uh maybe it just depends on where you go yeah um but i don't think europeans were ever like super gung-ho for like <laughs> muslims in their neighborhoods anyway so it, it kind of it, it, i don't think it's as it's gotten it's probably gotten worse but like if we were going as travelers i don't think we'd really af- be affected by it as much i don't know I so feel that like, was one thing that i thought about i feel like i think about it like no matter where i go mm-hmm. i'm just like you know will it be safe like mm-hmm. can i go out and explore with a hijab on and not fear like someone's gonna attack me yeah which is crazy that i even have that thought but like that's what the world has mm-hmm. come to unfortunately what would be the what would be a country that you'd be scared to go to as a muslim the united states of america actually like <laughs> as a black there, muslim no no there are certain spots in america because mm-hmm. america is essentially like 50 different countries at this point like when it comes to like the middle of uh let's say kentucky it's yeah, going to be a completely different experience than when you go to, like, California. Yeah. And a completely different experience mm. if you go to, like, New York. But even in California. Yeah, they're, like, even there are subsects of, e- like... Exactly. Different communities that you have to watch out for, right? Oh, yeah. If you go to Southern California... Yeah, luck. it's very unhomogenous. <laughs> that makes yeah, sense. or, like, just Middle America. <laughs> yeah. Actually, no, not all of Middle not America. All I'm of sure it, there's, you know, some, like, Nebraska... I don't know nothing about Nebraska, but Nebraska seems like it would be pretty chill. <laughs> yeah, it does seem like it would be pretty chill. I don't know why. Just like, I'm going off of like... Alabama? Exactly. See? I don't know if I'd ever want to go there. I'll be honest with you. I had... I was stuck in... Was I in North Carolina? R- Ra- Raleigh? Raleigh? I don't even know how to say it. Yeah. But I was stuck there. Remember when I was coming back from LA last time? Oh, really? Yeah, for like 10 hours. <laughs> but you didn't leave the airport, right? No, but I f- like... Was that just you internally? You felt like uncomfortable there? Um, Or did you see things and experience things that made you feel uncomfortable? Well, one, um, I was so hungry and I'm like, there has to be like some kind of like vegan spot. I doubt they're going to have halal at the airport. Not one. How about fish? No. (gasps) Nothing. Nothing? I walked around for so long. Yeah. And then eventually I found. um, Subway? No, they didn't have Subway, but they found they had they had like a burrito, random bur- oh, burrito okay. spot. Yeah. So I went there and it was the saddest, like it's just so disappointing. Did they have at least sofrita? <laughs> no. <laughs> no. So I had freaking 
peppers yeah. and beans as my protein. What? It was so sad. They, I guess, yeah. Uh, no, but the fish thing doesn't make sense. What, no, like, they had like no seafood options anywhere. It was pork. They had yeah. a lot of pork options. Yeah. Um, and just like beef and like just stuff that like which is the most ironic thing sorry guys i'm gonna get my religious rant here just for two seconds Mm. pork is such a big thing in america but they also call themselves a christian nation even though pork i believe is not allowed really in christianity like you're not allowed to eat swine i'm pretty sure or maybe maybe it was like the old testament thing versus new testament i don't know Mm. much about that Mm -hmm. but i'm pretty sure they're not supposed to be eating swine Y'all will let me know. <laughs> they're not supposed to be doing a lot of things, but they do it anyways. And yeah. that's how human beings are. Whether but it's, they're it's like, or it's not, like so. such a big part of the culture, especially drinking as well. Um, but, mm. and the, but they also claim to be Christian. I don't know. It's, it's at the end of the day. Yeah. Regardless of what people believe in human beings do what human beings exactly. do. Exactly. So, yeah. You yeah. Know. But yeah, I mean, I just, I didn't like, mm-hmm north care the airport there but the united states is definitely like select states or cities i'll go to but i don't really have a passion mm-hmm. to <laughs> explore yeah. all 50 but did you have states. that feeling like when we were planning to go to sweden well i was comparing it to when i went last time yeah. and I, it seemed fine then mm-hmm. um, but i remember we spoke about it on the podcast where yeah. you're like yeah it's pretty racist there and then, then i'm like was it in sweden i said that yeah I don't know if it was Sweden. Maybe it, it was. was it was Ukraine. No, cause I didn't go to Ukraine. Oh, okay. <laughs> uh, no, I, I, maybe I'll have to redo my. It was you did mention Ukraine, but you also mentioned Sweden. Mm-hmm. Like the Scandinavian countries, I believe. Yeah. Oh, okay. Yes. Yeah. Now I remember. Okay. There yeah. There's a politician. A pol- yes. Who was like trying to ban Islam basically from yeah. the country? From Sweden, right? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah, because they are like very hyper secularist. So that mm. makes sense. Um, but uh, I, I feel like as travelers or like as tourists, mm-hmm. we may not experience as much. And yeah. we have, I've seen plenty of people, even our own followers who are from Sweden. I know. That's why I'm excited to go. I hope we run into some of you guys. Maybe. Yeah. Well, you know, it's probably like five or 10 of you out there. So <laughs> <laughs> Hope we see all five of you. <laughs> exactly. Um, so I don't know. I feel like we should be okay. Their crime rate is like really low out there yeah no i i didn't i never felt unsafe mm-hmm. and i liked i liked how easy it was to like get around mm-hmm. like they have an amazing um transportation system oh really mm-hmm. i loved their yeah. how the trains like the system mm-hmm. very easy to follow actually very similar to ttc yeah that we have here in toronto but um yeah, it was really cool i think okay. you'll like it we'll, we'll my goal it is to see at least one mountain view like you know how you see those classic videos of people going to like one of those countries and they're like in the middle of a grassy field and just the mountains in the background switzerland's good for that yeah if yeah. i see one of those trip is complete <laughs> You're happy? exactly <laughs> well we will make that our mission we'll make sure to see that i think mm-hmm. that'll be like really cool content too but yeah tiktok yeah. you know that'll be our, our research guide right there yeah tiktok to you guys yep Mm-hmm. so if you have any recommendations let us know but on that note we're gonna take a really quick oh, break oh shoot okay and we're back and uh i wanted to talk about something i was debating with someone recently mm-hmm. uh they're visiting from out of town mm-hmm. and we were talking about how like whether it's worth it to live in the west mm-hmm. as a muslim um instead of just moving to a muslim country essentially right and in my my case i was saying that it's worth it to stay here for the reward alone I does had that, that make exact, sense yes because i have that exact thought in my head like okay so because the the question is like is it uh the, when it comes to like the pros versus the cons mm-hmm. of moving to a muslim country like the pros to muslim moving to a muslim country is that uh essentially it's easy for you as a Muslim. Like you've made your your life is going to be a lot more easier when it comes to your deen mm. because you have all the resources. Uh, you have mosques surround you twenty four seven. You have the adhan playing all the time. Like to be a Muslim there, you're you're since you're surrounded by it, it's easier for you to to do that. You're not really fighting your nafs as much because mm-hmm. you're not seeing people on the street. You're not having to lower your gaze, gaze as much. But as a Muslim in the West. You're constantly being traveled. Your nafs is constantly being challenged. And 
the uh, con or the pros of that of your nafs being constantly challenged is that your reward is much greater because you're constantly having to remind yourself to like lower your gaze, to um, uh, be mindful of what you're hearing, what you're seeing, where you're going, all these things. Um, you're, let's say you're trying to uh, build a community, like which is what we're essentially trying to do here. Uh, you, there's more opportunity for that here because in it's not really a needed or necessary thing in a Muslim country that's or a country that's already majority Muslim. But out here, where you're the minority, like building communities like your top priority to have a good environment for your kids to grow up in, right? So I was we were debating on like because they were th- they were saying like you know once I get the opportunity I'm moving to like Egypt or whatever. Mm-hmm. I'm like yeah, but like you have a community here that you can build, even though there are a few people and and they have cases they can point to be like okay these guys already went and look they're like thriving out there. So what are your thoughts on that? My thoughts are, mm-hmm. um, one, I definitely agree about the reward mm-hmm. aspect. Um, I think the more you struggle, the greater the reward. However, mm-hmm. I have to slightly disagree with you because a lot of these Muslim countries are actually now being heavily influenced by the West. Yeah. So countries like Saudi Arabia are now allowing concerts and they're allowing Halloween parades and Christmas trees mm-hmm. and things that are not in the norm of a Muslim country are now being introduced to these historically known as Muslim countries. Yeah. So although, and like, for example, you know, the point that you made about like, oh, you don't have to lower your gaze as much. Not everybody really wears hijab in Muslim countries too. But it like over here, it's, that's like 90% versus 10%. Uh, yeah, but I, I feel like they're moving towards that mm-hmm. too. So I, I just feel like depending on where you go, mm-hmm. I think there's always going to be an element of struggle. Is it easier to be a steadfast Muslim in a Muslim country? Yes, because as Amir mentioned, you have adhan playing out loud five times a day, which will always remind you of your prayer. Mm-hmm. Like you would have to deliberately go out of your way to not pray. Exactly. <laughs> um, and even if you're at work or at the mall or wherever, there are uh, designated prayer places and we'll do it stations that make it easy for you to do it. And most likely your co-workers will be Muslim as well and will be joining you. <laughs> right, right. Um, and the environment there is built around being Muslim. Whereas the environment here, it's actually <laughs> working completely against us. Mm-hmm. And so we have to go out of our way to make sure that we're steadfast, that we're constantly reminding ourselves. Mm-hmm. And we're used to that struggle now that like sometimes when, you know, family from like Muslim countries mm-hmm. or, or just Muslim uh, dominant areas come and visit or when they think about how we live here, they're they're shocked. Like they can't even imagine mm-hmm. how we live life. And I'm like, you know, what a luxury to, to be able to pray in a mosque five times a day. Yeah. Like a genuine luxury. Like I can't even imagine doing that. Yeah. And so I think that, is it worth it? I think for the reward alone. However, do I really want to struggle? Mm-hmm. Like, why can't I just take the easy way out? It's not like you're not going to be rewarded for living in a Muslim country. Like, yeah. there are probably other opportunities for, you know, khair and, and rewards and stuff. The yeah. web, I'm sure. I'm sure there are other ways we just don't know because we don't live there. But mm-hmm. my final answer? Yeah. So if you had the opportunity, you would move? Yeah. Okay. Well, I guess, yeah, you know what? I, I can see it that way. Maybe it's because I just, you know, have the bias of the fact that I already live here. That That's a strong... And, like, I'm a very... I'm a very... I feel like it is important to build community. No, and I, and I agree. I agree. It is like important. It's like you already started. I know. Why would you go and abandon it? Yeah. Yeah, I know. But, like, not to get all dark on y'all, but, like, it's basically Akhiru Zaman anyways. Like, you might as well just save yourself. <laughs> I guess so. Yeah, because... And that, I don't know if I already said that question, but, like, is it worth building a Muslim community... Yeah, these countries. Any any good thing that you do, always do it for the sake of Allah. And, yeah, and and you know, inshallah, he'll be rewarded greatly for it. But I just, I think, um, working for the community is a very like it's not easy. It's mm-hmm. actually very physically, mentally, emotionally taxing on a person. Mm-hmm. And if you don't have the support and the help of other people in the community, it takes a toll on you. It does. So. 
you know, but if you still continue to like be strong in that, like mm-hmm. think of the reward is, is all I could say. But then there are also people that are like, what's the point? Like, I'm just going to focus on myself. I'm going to, you know, just focus on me. But then it's like this back and forth dialogue that I have in my head. It's like, but yeah. Then, did the prophet say, I'm just going to focus on me? No. Mm-hmm. The prophet literally dedicated his life to his ummah and wanted to spread the call of Islam. And so when you think about it in that aspect, and, you know, we should be taking him, sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, as our role model. Not not, not us getting all religious. like. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but you know what I mean? Like if we're taking him as a true role model, as we mm-hmm. say that we should, then you think of the greater good. You think of the community. Yeah. You think of not only yourself, like, by helping others, you're helping yourself, right? Because mm-hmm. by building the community, you're reminding others, which in, like first and foremost, you remind yourself to mm-hmm. try to be the best Muslim that you can be. Of course, we're not perfect. We're going to slip up. But as long as we continue to remember and return to Allah, then, you know, we can just hope and pray for the best. Yeah. So I think now I've changed my answer. <laughs> <laughs> for now, I'm going to stay here and just yeah. well, firmly plant my roots here. Mm-hmm. And then maybe, you know, a couple years from now. Well, the thing is, our, our debate then moved on to like, he's like, yeah, but then once I have kids, mm. what environment would I want them to grow up mm, in, right? That's That changes everything. Yeah. I'm thinking as a single sadder right now. Exactly. <laughs> so once you have kids, you're like, do you really want them growing up in this corrupt environment? environment? Yeah. <laughs> but my my counter to that at the time was like, yeah, but it's like your, it's your responsibility as a parent to you know foster that environment and build that build that community so that when you do have kids you have an envir- a, a good environment to bring them up in yes but then you have to be mind mindful about like where they go to school cuz kids learn build a the muslim lot. school it's not that easy in here <laughs> yeah but i get you i get you it's it's um you have to have the will and the power for it you mm-hmm. know some people just like they dream big and then it stops there. They don't act on it. Mm-hmm. And some people act on it and then, you know, they yeah. they achieve something better than their dreams. Yeah. It all depends on the person mm-hmm. and what's written for them. So And it and you I do I did have that feeling as well. I don't think I, I spoke about it with him at the time or the person, but like there is that um thing we have to be wary of and hopefully there there is some type of pushback there. But like in a lot of these Muslim countries or the ones that are uh, not originally Muslim, but like not what, what I want to say, like um, that are majority Muslim, but still have like not a Muslims. little bit of like secularism, uh, secular tendencies. Mm. Like um, the example we were talking about was like Egypt, mm-hmm. which I feel has that because Egypt still has a pretty large, I believe, Christian, and also I think it's Coptic, or like what's the what's the Egyptian like uh, their religion or thing. Like the, the, the Egyptians, like the people who believe in the Pharaoh and all that. I forget what that one's called. Search it up right now. What do I search it up what right now? Uh, ser- let me search it up. Let me search all it up. Right, How see. do I search on an iPhone? Literally just type, <laughs> it, type what you're searching. That it'll, it takes you to Google. Here, let me see. Uh, please tell me I was right. Yeah, see Coptic. Coptic is like, uh, what is this? Why is it not showing uh, the definition? An ethno-religious group mainly in the area of modern Egypt. Yeah, I knew it. See? Wow, Amir got something <laughs> right. <laughs> yeah, but it goes back to like ancient Egypt and what mm. they used to believe. Um, Like those environments, I do have the ability to be influenced by a lot of those like secular ideas. Mm-hmm. And you are seeing it. Like I think there is a video I saw recently of... An, a restaurant in Egypt mm-hmm. and like this downtown e- in, in Cairo, Egypt where uh, because one of the girls, this was for a girl's like birthday party. One of the girls happened to be hijabi mm-hmm. and they had, they kicked them out because they don't allow hijabis into the, the restaurant. In they Egypt? don't serve hijabis. Yeah. What? Exactly. Why? Huh? Because it's, it's, there are people who are pushing against this. Like, mm. Egypt is not 100% Muslim. Yeah. And even back in like the 60s or like the early 1900s, they were very secular. Mm. Like Islam didn't or like the practicing of Islam wasn't really like celebrated as much in the early 1900s. I forget. There's a video I saw and it, oh, same thing for Turkey. Turkey. Turkey is very secular. 
Yeah. And now, of course, we were talking about that as well. But Erdogan, I think that's his name. Then the new president or prime minister of that, or not new, but he's president or prime minister of that country is trying to bring it more into like an Islamic ideal or or have more of an Islamic identity. But before that, mm-hmm. they were very against that and trying mm-hmm. to distance himself from yeah. that Islamic identity. So that has been, been a thing that's always been going back and forth in a lot of those Muslim countries. Not very much in Saudi Arabia, which because like that, that was where the prophet uh, originally like, when he got set his claim. Well, the holy, like, Mecca and Medina Exactly, there. exactly. That's literally, like, I feel like that one, we don't have to worry about as much. Well, like you mentioned, there are a couple of things because of the government there, but Egypt and Turkey have a very high tendency to make those more secular changes, mm. which in 20, 30 years might look very, very different than what it looks like today. Like, now it looks, it, it, it seems like it's a very good place for Muslims to grow up in, but I can't say that in another 10 years, 15 years. But same with Saudi Arabia. I think theirs is just a very slow progression. Saudi Arabia would be much slower, I feel. Yeah, like, I think if they tried to, like, right now, mm-hmm. um, I'm pretty sure they removed the mandatory abaya, like, you can go out in pants, I'm pretty sure. Where? In Saudi Arabia. Oh, I wouldn't I, be surprised I if that was the case, I, yeah. Maybe I'm wrong. Correct mm-hmm. me if I'm wrong. But I feel like that they changed that rule um, mm-hmm. because I know in the past, if tourists came, yeah. they had to cover head to toe. But I think now they're a bit more lenient on mm-hmm. that. They are allowing um, like concerts. Yeah. And and I'm not here to say like, I'm not trying to preach like from a holier than thou perspective. It's just when you have like for a country like Saudi Arabia, you mm-hmm. know, that is home to mecca to medina where the prophet is buried where his um you know family and companions are are buried like you would think that it would be held to a higher standard at least mm-hmm. um and so it's just it's a little shocking i'm not gonna lie yeah and i think maybe because of the other uh arab countries especially in like the united arab emirates mm-hmm. they have a lot of wealth um and are basically competing with each other it seems yeah for who can you know, have the most extravagant buildings and just like who can attract the more tourists tourists to their mm-hmm. to their countries. Scary times. Sign of pages, my guys. <laughs> <laughs> but no, it, it really is. But still, it really is just, a sign uh, of the day of judgment. <laughs> yeah, I feel like we're still far from that. But mm. uh, what? Well, there are a lot of things that have to happen between that. I know okay. we're basically done. There's one more minor sign left, or something like that. Is there? That's a whole other topic for yeah, a whole, that is other, a whole day. other thing. Okay. <laughs> like, I don't know if y'all want us to like deep dive into that. Yeah. But but we didn't even mention like Dubai and and like oh uh, Dubai uh, and Abu the Dhabi. UAE in general. Yeah. Has also been moving to more of a secular culture, at least for people who are like coming into the country. Like they're still very strict on Muslims, which is weird. Mm. They have like a different law for Muslims versus people outside of america don't they what do you mean or actually sorry no this was in egypt my bad or no morocco yeah morocco is like this are you saying it like i don't that? know why i said it like that morocco yeah there you go yeah my bad but uh they were uh there was these girls who were visiting from america mm-hmm. and they're they're like they're christian they're not muslim at all but one of the girls names was aisha oh and they were trying to get buy drinks at like a mm. restaurant or something and they would serve everyone else everyone except for the girl named aisha how'd they know her name huh how'd they know her name i, don't know, I think they heard it or something oh. i'm not sure oh. but they wouldn't serve her drinks just because she had a muslim name but they were ser- serving everyone else Dang. which is such a weird thing and then she's like i'm not a muslim though and they're like oh but you have a muslim name you're you're muslim and she's and i don't know it was it's just a weird thing that's been going on yeah i mean in <laughs> those states <laughs> well <laughs> yeah if you got a muslim name <laughs> mm-hmm. so maybe you know guys we're thinking of going to those countries and just saying you know maybe the grass ain't as green as you think it really is okay i mean they could always go and enjoy the country as the locals do yeah which is the best way i think to experience yeah um a new country is enjoy it as a local as a local does mm-hmm. um why would you go to a country just to do the exact same thing that you do back home Mm-hmm. yeah i'm just being salty and being a hater so all good you know you can go do your thing do your thing okay <laughs> so we we've been going to a couple weddings yeah as as one would do during the summer because it's wedding season mm-hmm. 
And I overheard my uncle and my mom having this conversation. And it just kind of made me laugh. I just sat there silently listening to them. Mm-hmm. They were like, you know, like, I feel like there's this epidemic happening in our in the Haredi community mm-hmm. where, like, people aren't, just, they're just not getting I married. just picture you, like, your head between the, like, stairs, <laughs> bars, whatever, just, like, easing in on the conversation. Oh, no, I mean, like, I was sitting with them. Oh, I just, were you? I just okay. didn't contribute to the conversation. Yeah. And they were like, you know, like, the kids nowadays like they just they don't even want to meet each other Mm -hmm. they're just like living life as single people like Mm -hmm. why don't they feel the need to get married as quickly as we did Mm -hmm. and i'm just like trying to hear their hypotheses like what what do they really think is going on you know and they're like you know the guys like they just feel like they they don't need to get married because they get all the perks of marriage i'm like what do y'all know (laughs) like Mm -hmm. where are you getting this information and so then they then they look over at me and Mm -hmm. they're like do you not feel like pressured to get married? Mm-hmm. And I was like, I mean, y'all haven't pressured me. So I'm <laughs> Why would I pressure myself? Yeah. Like it'll happen when it happens. Then they're like, okay, next year we're throwing you a wedding. I'm like, to who? Hey, you know, I'm, I'm just saying, you might, they might arrange something pretty good. They know you pretty well at this point. It's known for no, 30 years. No? <laughs> no, they don't know. They, they know. Do your parents know you well enough to pick out your no. spouse? Exactly. Yeah, I guess so. So it depends on the relationship you have with them. And mm-hmm. mine don't know me like that. Mm-hmm. So you guys are all invited to my wedding next year. <laughs> Who am I marrying? I don't know. You don't know. We'll find out next year. Yeah, I keep saying that like end of year. If I don't have a prospect, just throw me out. I'm done. I have several prospects for you, actually. Uh, We'll see. You know, uh, no, you know what? Why am I saying that? Yeah, sure. Show me your prospects. I'll take Are you actually open this time? <laughs> what? Are you actually open this time? Yeah. You know, it was funny. I was talking to my guys. I was talking to the guys the other day at the center, Mm -hmm. and they're they literally were like, "Yo, Amir, so like, what's what's the hold up with you?" I'm like, you know, honestly, I just like like my freedom. (laughs) Listen, you can still have freedom when you're married. Who told you that you're no, no, no? I just I don't know. It's it's the it's the you like not having to think about somebody else. No, it's not that. It's like I have a routine. I like my routine, and I don't want that routine to change much. Yeah, so you like not having that's why no that's why i've always been talking about like if i ever do find someone like they have to really like just like ease into that routine like no that's so unrealistic so smoothly you can't do that like they have to go to the same gym that i go to they have to eat the same food i eat listen listen (laughs) listen regardless of who it is even if she is also a gym rat Mm -hmm. like your life your routine is gonna change yeah it could be for the better though you probably will still work out at the same gym and she, yeah. she probably will join you, but you're not eating the same thing every day. I don't know, man. It seems pretty convenient. Yeah. Saves but a lot of money. Listen. I would hope that they would see reason and I don't know. You know be just to be like, okay, you know what? You have a pretty good idea. It's worked for you for the past four years. It's going to work for me. She might say okay for like the first week and be like, nah. I Unless can't. she wants to meal prep all my meals. <laughs> just saying. I keep looking at the camera. Like, <laughs> the girls are like taking notes, like exactly. meal prep every meal. Go to LA. Oh, what? It's <laughs> gonna say the name. Of your LA gym. Fitness. Yeah, I guess it doesn't eh, matter. I think I've Go mentioned LA, LA Fitness. Fitness before. Yeah. Do whatever Amir does. I don't know. I I think you just have to approach it with an open mind. I'm super open, so I don't, I don't know what you're talking about. Okay. <laughs> are you? Are you though? You can't look for someone who's just gonna like, like this is Amir's life. Mm-hmm. and the tra- the trajectory of his life is going this she's way she's like pointing her hand in one direction yeah i'm pointing it one direction and then here's the woman that he picks and she just goes plop, she right just into his her life. right in that line yeah and she's just continuing the journey with him it doesn't work like that why it's actually gonna go it like this like that why, why up can't down it? sideways you know, I'm, I'm willing to you know go through whatever you just did right now the ups and downs the of roller it roller coaster of life as long as it doesn't just ruin my routine too much here I'm just saying, okay? But it doesn't... Like, I'm trying to prepare you for the realistic... I've only kept this hair because of my routine, okay? (laughs) I've only kept this body because of this routine, okay? And you probably still can. It's just going to look a little different. It's going to cost me a lot. That's what I know it's going to do, okay? It's okay. Listen, I just know that in the last three weeks, Mm -hmm. the number one comment I heard, and you can already guess what it is. Just go ahead. What is it? Every single aunt or uncle or older cousin mm-hmm. that i have encountered in yeah. the last three weeks said the exact same thing mm-hmm. inshallah next year we're gonna have 
a big wedding for you. I was like, <laughs> make dua for me. If I got the whole community behind me, yeah. then somebody's dua better come true. <laughs> but, you know, we still look young, so it's okay. You know. Oh yeah, I still look tasks. like I'm 23 at most. 20. Okay, I want to say 20. I've been yeah, told. I'll say like 25, 26. You know, All right, I'll still take it. 28. <laughs> Nobody ever goes up to you and says, you look 28. <laughs> yeah, 28 is such a random age. one. They'd always go with like a round number, 25. No, 25, 21 Yeah, something like that. You know? Something between 25 and 20. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I don't think I've ever got... If, if it's anything above that, they'd be like, oh, you're like 29, 30, aren't you? But I don't get that, you know, because, you know, look at this. I'm just saying. Because <laughs> black don't crack, mashallah. <laughs> Today that we're filming this is May 22nd. Amir is giving himself till the end of this year. I'm giving myself till next year. Mm-hmm. If we don't have a surprise episode where we say Amir or Sarah or both are getting married, not to each other, because some of y'all are a little confused sometimes. Yeah. Okay. We've had that question a couple times. So to clear it up, one last time, we are first cousins. Okay. We are also siblings through mm. breastfeeding, a.k.a. he is my mahram, which means we can touch and it's not considered. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know why I touch it like that. <laughs> so when we say we're getting married we don't mean to each other just to clear that up one mm. more time for the folks at home but if we don't come out with an episode i want y'all announcing our engagements and mm-hmm. or marriages i want y'all to hold us accountable please do end a year for me next year for you actually what one last one last thought i literally saw a tiktok today mm-hmm. netflix is producing allegedly producing oh the muslim matchmaking show (laughs) can i sign you up no why (laughs) nah that'd be so cool i'm way too private for that come on i literally i made like a post for the first time i know okay (laughs) and it had photos from like last year (laughs) exactly no because i just had all these photos like you know let me just throw them all in together it's a photo dump it's fine exactly exactly that's that's the thing kids are doing these days right yeah it's the cool thing to do yeah and since we we recorded and i mean we recorded maybe what one hour 16 minutes here if the hour comes if the episode comes out about an hour you know why? why? Like cut out like so much of this. It's fine. No, I, I, because like sometimes this thing, I guess, so not self conscious. Sometimes I'll make jokes, uh, like me saying, "Oh, you know, like you know, if you want someone like this, you know, muscles all that's that stuff." That's fine. That's a joke, and they know that. Do they though? They do. And if it's someone in who, my mind, I have way too much anxiety about that because. But you don't even read the comments. I do, and I clap back <laughs> if needed. So it's fine. Okay. Don't worry. But I'm joking, I guys. Okay. It's all a joke, mm-hmm. guys. Please don't take our jokes um, too seriously. Mm-hmm. If there is something that we said that offends you, let us know. DM us. Have a conversation. I think calling names and bullying people online from your anonymous account is pretty immature. And quite frankly, I'm going to just delete your comment so no one will see it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and on that note. We'll see y'all next. Whoa, do we have to say? Oh, no. Subscribe to the channel. Follow us on all our stuff. And uh, we'll see y'all in Sweden. Bye. Bye. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get half gallons of delicious Kroger milk for $1.29 each. Then get flavorful Tyson Natural Boneless Chicken Breasts for two forty nine dollars a pound, all with your card and a digital coupon. Shop these deals at your local Kroger, less than five miles away. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details.